Well, I'm Joe Kravis, and I'm pleased to be joined by Eunice Elanawi. Thank you for joining us on the HP podcast. Joe. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we were just talking, and I'm literally going to start with, how are you? Because you just went off on yeah. some brilliant stuff. Yeah, how are you? That's true. You know, we, we used to see the, the same people for so many years, and suddenly, you know, everybody's getting to his own uh, life. So I'm good. I took some time to stay with my kids. You know, mm. I have four boys at home, so wow. it kept me pretty busy. And now that they're getting older... Uh, I'm back. I'm back yeah. since a few months uh, as a, as a coach. Yeah. And who who are you coaching? I'm coaching Hugo Gaston, the oh, French Gaston. player. Right. Yes. Okay. He's 23 years old now. He uh, was high as 50 in the ATP. Now he dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to put him back on track. And how did this opportunity come up for you? Um, I was home uh, and I received a call out yeah. of nowhere. You know, he split it with his coach for a long time. Coach he had and. Uh, he said, uh, you know, he wanted to give it a try, and that's what we did. We started in the ATP of Marrakesh, and that worked well. So here I am. I, I want to talk about your career first. You're top 20 yeah. in the world, 14 in the world. Um, you retired, what year? 2006. 2006. Then I played the uh, last match, you know, in 2010 even, but I had retired for many yeah. years, but my last year, yeah, was 2006. 2006. Um, and just reflecting back on your career... Um, what what moments, experiences come up for you when you look back? Uh, that's, that was an amazing ride for me. Unfortunately, when you're in it, you know, you don't really have time to enjoy because it's a tournament week after week. You just, you know, even if you win the title, you're flying for the next one. So you don't really have time to enjoy it. But uh, after all, you know, I, I think I was blessed. You know, I, my, I achieved my highest ranking with 33 years old. When I play Andy, you know, in 2003, so which was unusual then, right? Yeah. Now, now people are playing more into their mid 30s. But yes, the, was that then, unusual then? Yes, yeah. it was. It was. I played until 36, you know, 37. So that was uh, already, you know, very old, if I could say. But <laughs> nowadays, we are lucky to see guys, you know, competing much longer. But yeah, you're right. At that at that time, we had players, you know, like Marat Safin and some of these guys. They were retiring even before their 30s. Yeah. Do you have any favorite memories? Oh, the match. I know that's a loaded question, <laughs> I know. <laughs> the match of Australian yes. Open, quarterfinal, yes. you know, 21-19 with the match point yeah. uh, chance to go in the semis. But after all, you know, that's really the match that made me, if I could say, a bit famous, you know, in the tennis world. And people really enjoyed that match. And uh, great memory from that one. I had the chance to play four-time quarterfinal, U.S. Open twice and Australian Open twice. So those tournaments are really amazing for the players. The Davis Cup brought me a lot of joy too. But after all, you know, it's tough to pick just one moment. But maybe the first ATP point I got when I just started, I remember it also very nice. So everything comes at a different time, but it's a different feeling every time. Different steps. Yes. Yeah. When you talk about when you were becoming a little bit more known and you know people around around the world recognized you, did, how did that change for you? Was that tough to deal with, or was that pretty easy for you? Honestly, I liked it yeah. because I was older enough. You know, I was not 18 or 17, and something fell on my head. You know, I was for. Was something funny when I played in Indian Wells after Australian Open. I heard people say, "Oh yeah, there is this young Moroccan," and I was already over 30, 15 years on the tour. But people really knew me at that time, and for me, it was a great boost. You know, when you practice, people come and see you, congratulate you, and I guess I wasn't too much under that pressure. So when it came, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. 
You mentioned Morocco. Yes. I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, just the exposure that you brought to Africa, to your country. Was that yeah. was that big at the time? How was that experience? Yeah, it was because it wasn't only myself. If you remember, it was Ishamarazi, yep. who was also top 30 player, and Karim Alami also. So the three of us at the same time playing for Morocco, which I never know, had any. I know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, never had any tennis player before. So... We could see people watching tennis in the cafes, you know, in the street that never had an opportunity to watch. They got involved, they got interested. And uh, that was a great honor also to receive the medal from the king of the country and uh, all this. So I never thought tennis could brought me uh, that far. I would wow, say. tell us about that, <laughs> getting the medal from the king. Tell us about that. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, the f- first time I received a call from him it was right after when I won the tournament in Doha in Qatar the first tournament of the year he called me right away to congratulate me and a few months later when I got back home I got invited to the palace and uh, you know one-on-one for a couple of uh, would say 15-20 minutes we had a nice chat it's a wonderful guy who loves sports so it was really nice what did he say to you no, he was just proud of me, you know. He was just, uh, you know, happy that to see that um, I could make it to the top of the tennis uh, professional, and it was just uh, all uh, compliments and uh, congratulations. Do you, do you live in Morocco now? Yes. 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 Okay. So, and are you? Do you people still recognize you everywhere? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, maybe not the best part because you know sometimes you wanna, but it's always yeah. nice. It's yeah. always nice. People come just to shake your hand, to say that they're happy, maybe take a little picture. So, mm. uh, I, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's not uh, something that bothers me. I would say. And how is sport? and tennis in Morocco now? The tennis is very popular. A lot of young kids, they want to play, you know. They got, uh, now they see also Ons Jabber, you know, pushing. So we have many girls that are trying to play. I think this is very good for the region, you know, that not only football, you know, soccer. Normally, most of the people, they are in soccer in Morocco. We have good track and field athletes also. And I could say that maybe tennis is coming in third or fourth position at the Okay. Best sports by the population. You said you have four boys, right? Yes. Do they do any of yeah. play tennis? No. <laughs> not, <laughs> Was that off that, limits? No, no, no. Not that I didn't want to, but okay. I just let them do whatever they want. Okay. They also felt, you know, the, the the atmosphere of the professional tennis sport because they were traveling with me. I had them very young, so they they felt what's what's life in the circuit, and it's it's mm. pretty tough, I would say, if the backstage. You know, people see only when you leave the trophies, but. Weeks after weeks, you know, it's not always easy. So they are into sports. One of them is a professional football player, soccer player in France in the first division. Another one is a rower. I have one that is a cook. Wow, that's so cool. One is still young, he's still at school. But they all... They all know how to play tennis. He must cook for you. Yes. <laughs> His favorite dish to cook for likely. you? Yeah, he's into uh, gastronomy cooking. Wow, you know, that's cool. So he's into those restaurants with Michelin stars yes. and this. So honestly, I'm more a fan of big portions. You know, his <laughs> cooking, it's very tasty, <laughs> but very small. But we always enjoy when all the family, you know, is sitting yeah. and he can cook some good meals for us. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to shift a little bit now to your coaching. Was it something that you envision doing one day um, now that you're in the coaching role? Yes, I think uh, it naturally came after my career. I made some diplomas. I made to be to become a coach with the French Federation. So 
I had this uh, already this idea of one day maybe helping. The only problem was the traveling. You know, I didn't want to go full time on tour again yeah. like I did for myself. So I took a couple of years where I was coaching but not traveling. You know, either for the Qatar Federation uh, two years and for the French Federation also two and a half years. And after a little break, you know, I think the timing was good. I received a call from Hugo and uh, I say yes, why not? Let's give it a try. And now it's almost four or five months that we are on the road and I'm enjoying it. I'm always curious about this question from former players that shift into coaching. Does it change your view or perspective of your own playing career? You have to, because what worked for you... Yes. Uh, you know, there are the basics, you know, like the, the big lines, I would say, but then you really have to know the player. And what did you say, big lines? Is that what you mean? Yes. What, what does that mean? Like, uh, you know, the, the, the food, the sleep, oh, you it. know, like... Okay. The, Taking care of yes, all those little things. Yes, and yeah. then there are little details that each player, you know, like the before the match or even during the match, you know, you have to learn how he thinks, you know, and not coming like, yes, I did it this way, so you have to do it exactly mm -hmm. the same way. Everybody mm -hmm. is different. I think a relation with the coach uh, and the player is, first of all, uh, a person relation. You have to get along well. And then, you know, slowly, slowly try to uh, get in the player and trying to make him change if you see the thing. But um, if you come right away and want to, you know, completely change the player and try to make him like you were and when you were succeeding, uh, I don't think it works. So I'm learning a lot. I'm still learning every day. The generation also, this player, he's born in 2000. So, you know, <laughs> it's not the same. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. How is it different? I think they have uh, now, they think they have much more knowledge because they have everything uh, on the phone. As soon as they have a question, they can click on their phone and they will have an answer. So they have a lot of information coming all day with that phone. So that gives them a bit of confidence. But on the other hand... Uh, the, the, the basics, like I said before, you know, they forget, you know, they can, for example, my player can stand till two o'clock in, uh, in the morning watching some things on his phone, you know, and that's, uh, that's not normal because the next day he will be tired, that's yeah. logical. Uh, they have more, uh, I think, their personalities also, the younger, it's much more stronger than at my, at my time when uh, an older man or woman or anybody would talk to me, you know, I would listen to his experience. But today it seems like, uh, you know, they know it all. But uh, it takes a bit of time, but I hope, you know, I can make him change and make him listen a little bit more yeah. and get into the, you know, the connection with the players. And that's disappearing a little bit today. You know, everybody is his own own group with his own people and they don't try to connect too much with other people and I think it's a shame. Yeah, but how, but how can you change that? Because it almost seems a little bit like a culture now, right? Exactly. How, how can you change that? Uh, I'm not going to say the main problem is the phone, but just to give an example for me, like I'm telling him, you know, when we go to the club, he doesn't need his phone. You know, we can just talk and we can spend time together. And once he gets back to his room, then he can have his phone. 
I'm also trying, you know, to make him, uh, you know, go dinner or go with other players, so you know, from other regions, so they can learn about different things. And also, when we are in the tournament, to do other things, not uh, only the hotel and the club and the airport. So. We have uh, every tournament one or two days where we go in the city. We try to see uh, some things different than the tennis. In education. Yes. Yeah. yes. I, want, I want to ask your advice because I think this is a good message for parents. I mean, I don't know about your experience. I've had some experience with parents where they want that immediate, immediate gratification or immediate success. In your opinion as a coach and as a former player, like how much time do you feel like when, when you're connected with a player, how much time would you give that to be like, let's wait to see this, because pro- it's a process. Yes, yes. I mean, you can't, I feel like so many parents want it in like a month or two. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what your perspective is. I think the, a big part of the mentality of the player will come from the parents. So every time I'm uh, working with a player, I like to meet the parents. And as you said, Patient is the missing, is the thing that is missing. Everybody wants the results right away, and everybody is different. Some players they are mature at 17, some other at 21. So there is not like a rule. And yes, of course, today it's so competitive that they say, oh, if you're not a top 10 junior, maybe you don't have chance. But so many examples show that you know everybody has his own. Uh, time to mature and some people they, they perform the best at 22 some other at 17 there is no rules you just have to be a little bit patient and the parents are uh, playing a big role it's very important yeah. and most of the time if you see that the entourage the family is not uh, he's too impatient that will unfortunately uh, don't help the player yeah yeah has coaching now changed how you maybe perceived your game back back when you played? Do you, do you coach now and are just like, oh, I wish I would have listened myself to that advice, or that doesn't happen? Honestly, uh, I, when the coach was saying something, I was I was not you doubting were, a second. You were a good listener. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was trying to to do exactly what he's saying. Yeah. You know. Where today it's not often you have to explain why you do that and why you do this. Um, but uh, that's what makes the difference also between the players. Some players are more coachable and some others they are less. So I think uh, in tennis you can progress until you stop playing. Uh, and uh, there is uh, no limit in that. So if the player is really open to progress and don't think or imagine that he knows it all already, then he can. Uh, he and can what do you see in Gaston? What what you, did you get excited excited about? Yeah, he, it's totally the opposite from what uh, from my career because this guy was a world junior champion, performed very well. Champion, he was 50 on the ATP uh, two years ago with 18. You know, so he went like really fast, and now he's struggling a little bit. But uh, I'm just. Um, trying to tell him that it's everyday work you know that uh, nothing is granted and it's not because he was 50 last year that he's going to stay there for many years it's the opposite you have to work and basically uh, that's that's the advice you know we're trying to to have every day you know try to take advantage of as most as we can from the day from the morning to the evening with the diet with the 
the food with the physical coach. We hired also a physio, so we have a big team with us. You've changed his life, I think. <laughs> yeah. how, do you, how do you feel the game has changed since you retired? Physically, I mean, the guys are very strong. They're hitting the ball very hard. Sometimes I feel uh, the variety, you know, the, they always play the same shot, you know. No, I don't see too much slice anymore, too much high ball. Everybody is trying to play as fast as they can, but it's definitely improved a lot. You know, we can see some shots now that are amazing. and. We were a little bit worried after uh, Roger and uh, Rafa, you yeah. know, maybe it's going to be tough, but now we have great players again and uh, tennis, agree, yeah. tennis has a long life ahead yeah. of him. I think it's in a healthy spot. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. And for you to get away, because I know coaching is, I know how much effort is put yes. into coaching and you, you know as well how much effort for the player, for the coach. What do you like to do to get away to get your mom. I mean I know you're busy with your family. I, I, yeah, I still like to play so yeah. I'm trying to play yes yeah. uh, I like to go to the gym I like to exercise you know after a long day watching somebody playing I need to sweat myself to do other things I like to surf that's one of my nice. hobby yes in Morocco we have nice waves so nice. I like to surf how long have you been doing that for? Oh, since I was very young. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew up uh, on the beach. Rabat is on the beach, so we have a beach house. So I used yeah. to... Then I stopped for a couple of years when I was a player. You know, I was surfing just once a year. And I like to ride motorcycle too, so going wow, on some trip. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm home, yes, yeah, that's oh, yeah. what I like to do. That's going to keep course, you young. Taking care of the kids. As How you old said. are your kids? So the oldest is 27, okay. then it's wow. 22, then it's 20, and then it's uh, 14. Okay, so you are very busy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know we're here. And favorite tournaments? If you have, do you have favorite tournaments? I like Australian Open, yeah. you know, I like that tournament, the beginning of the year when it's pretty cold in Europe, we arrive there, people are very friendly, and for me that's where I played good, so it made me also yeah. play the role. Yeah. Mm. Well, also, I mean, we're happy, we're really happy to have you back you. on the Thank tour you, in a coaching Thank position, and thanks for thanks taking the time. Thanks really for nice. your time. Thank you.